Hey guys, and my Gavanin. Why did I just say some random gibberish? Well, because on this week's episode of the Council of Elrond, a Lord of the Rings podcast, we are going to be talking about all of the languages in Tolkien's Middle-earth. I'm Dave, and with me is the Frodo to my Sam, Johnny. So get comfy, or continue cleaning the house, or whatever multitasking job you're already doing, and enjoy. If you'd like to know how to insult someone in Elvish, stick around to the end of the podcast. Right, so... So, of course, Tolkien was a linguistic badass for his time, and anybody's time, actually, really, of all time. Uh, Tolkien created languages as a form of art and pleasure. This was, like, his version of doodling. So, whenever he had a bit of free time, he'd be just sitting there under a tree, doodling away, and creating languages. And the languages actually came first. The interesting thing about Lord of the Rings, or about J.R.R. Tolkien, is that he created the languages and then decided to write the Lord of the Rings to have a place where his languages could grow and feel alive and that was what a crazy hobby i know yeah <laughs> like th- that's the difference between him and george or or martin for example like i, I feel like every modern writer would come up with the story first of course right uh yeah that probably would be like the more logical way or the more the, the more natural and probably wouldn't create a language at all <laughs> exactly and most most people struggle to learn a second language and it's like if you have to learn a second language in school, it's usually like a, a massive struggle but uh, and a mass, massive pain in the arse. But uh, if he's just there like, what will I do today in my downtime? I'll, uh, I'll just make a, little, make a little language. I think he, he told his son Christopher in a letter that that was the reason he wrote Lord of the Rings was for him so that um, his uh, languages could feel real and breathe. The most used language in his universe, in his in-universe, is Westron, which is similar to... You know, in Game of Thrones, they have the common tongue, I suppose. Basically English, mm. like modern English. Uh, so Westron yeah. would, would would have been his... Anytime anyone's speaking English in the books, I suppose, they're technically speaking Westron. Oh, and, right. Uh, is, it yeah. like, is, it like, is it like Westernese or something in, in Game of Thrones? It could uh, be. Did Maybe, I just make that up? I don't know. You could have made that up. But I, I, I just know in... I'm pretty sure in the show they say, do you speak the common tongue sometimes? And I just thought... Oh, no, yeah, cool. yeah. Because they can't Definitely, say... Yeah, yeah. Do you speak English? And they'd be like, what the hell is English? <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, the, the other characters that speak English in the films, like the Rohirrim, have their own language, which is Rohiric, uh, which is similar to Old English. And that was the kind of stole the sorry, the, the, the style that Tolkien was was using there. Did you ever notice that like Rohiric is basically like heroic in a oh. different <laughs> in a different like a combination of letters? Yeah. Their language, their, their their language is is heroic. I mean, Rohiric, and Westron is like Age of Ultron, <laughs> backwards. Ron <But>. Twist. <laughs> Ron Twestron. Do you know any of the Elvish languages? The individual languages. Well, like, do you know any of the name the names of them? Or do I know how to speak any Elvish? Are um, you fluent in Elvish, Johnny? Uh, no, but I could like pretend to be. If you want, I could be like. It's a what? <laughs> just whispering. Like, that's that's uh, Elvish. Exactly. You just got exactly. That's how uh, Kate Blanchett talks uh, <laughs> at the beginning of the the first movie. Um, <laughs> no, um, the individual Elvish languages. Uh, oh, I, I, I don't know. I think there's Elvish. loads, but but the main yeah. one that that you would hear in the books, or sorry, you wouldn't hear it in the books that you read is Sindarin. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, of course, Sindarin. But they also speak Sindarin in uh, Gondor. A lot of people speak Sindarin in Gondor, and uh, so, so for example, um, 
Gandalf is uh, his name is Gandalf, obviously, but that's the name that we all hear. But that's his name that uh, that's his, as you say, like the common tongue kind of name. From, that's the, 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 no, that's his that's his uh, name. That's the, his Westron name. That's his Westron name exactly. Oh, but cool. uh, his Sindarin name is Mithrandir. And so that's why the elves call him Mithrandir, like you'll exactly, often hear yeah. Galad- Galadriel call him Mithrandir. But then also you'll hear Denethor call him Mithrandir because yeah. uh, because they speak Sindarin in uh, in Gondor. So Sindarin is actually derived from Kenya or Quenya. Uh, yeah, I think it's Quenya. It's got a U in there. But Quenya would be the high elven language spoken by the likes of Galadriel and Celeborn. Of course, they, they do speak Sindarin as well because Sindarin being derived from Quenya would be the kind of the common tongue of the elves so there's the gray elves which speak Sindarin but the common tongue for everyone of elven nature would be Sindarin and Aragorn is an example of someone that actually speaks Quenya so he's kind of like a formal or higher up version obviously Aragorn is a badass and he's cool and he gets to speak the formal language. And I thought so, you would... So, like, which which is the language that, like, um, the like the animals, like the horses, like, uh, when he speaks to his horse, Brego, <laughs> is he... Is, is Brego, like, oh, he's speaking, like... Uh, well, Kenya, Brego speaking... is fluent in many languages. He's, he's ah, also fluent Brego's... in black speech as well. <laughs> I was thinking you'd know about that whole formal speaking because in Spanish, which you speak, you speak Spanish, right? <laughs> i do yeah <laughs> yeah they they have that whole like formal thing and i was thinking it was similar right to, so to they're Quenya. like they're speaking like with usted and uh, the exactly other are speaking with usted like is. tu exactly yeah yeah very good so quenya is uh, basically just adding sir to the end of everything or madam it's a pain in the arse that uh that formal <laughs> way of speaking it's just it's just completely unnecessary in my opinion it's just way it, it makes things way too uh too confusing but people are like uh how are you and they're like how is he? And you're like, wait, who? Me or him? Or what's going on? Uh, yeah. So just think um, how Brago it, feels. He used to put up with that Aragorn speaking Quenya, and then I don't know Bilbo coming up to him and speaking some other language. Exactly, Poor Brago. Yeah. Totally confusing. So Quenya would have, um, when Tolkien was writing that, he would have based it off Finnish languages, and Sindarin would have been based, or not languages. There's probably only one Finnish language. Uh, Sindarin would have been similar to Welsh and Irish. Which is mm-hmm. ourselves, which makes really? which makes cool. Cinderin pretty cool, yeah. So I suppose Welsh, Irish would be kind of Gaelic-y. Mm-hmm. And then we have yeah. Old Entish, which of course is spoken by wolves. <laughs> no, spoken by the Ents. And the Ents, yeah. I, I know in the movies, um, Legolas walks around and he says, oh, we, we started waking them up back in the olden days and whatnot. Mm, teaching them how to speak. Exactly, teaching them how to speak. But the elves uh, taught the Ents many things including Sindarin but were unable themselves to learn old Entish it's um it's apparently a very very complicated and very very slow language so yeah you cannot be hasty if you, you, want to you cannot be hasty exactly. and the, the elves are known to be master linguists and it's quite shocking that they can't pick up a tree's language if you ask me yeah that's interesting I hadn't even really thought about that but like I mean I think it's obviously not a very efficient language if it takes all day for you to actually say something like good, good morning, morning. Which they say in, <laughs> in in the two towers so uh yeah yeah they obviously don't do an awful lot if it just takes them all day to say one thing <laughs> like that 
And it's obviously not worth saying if it takes a very long time to say. <laughs> now don't be hasty, Master Mediato. So another language that uh, Tolkien had created was the black speech. And that was supposed to be a very kind of ugly sounding language. It was created. What did he base that off? <laughs> what did he base it what, off? Yeah, what was his like in his head when he was trying to come up with that language? What was he like? You know what's the most disgusting language I know in the world? <laughs> I'm just interested to, to hear what it is. Definitely, um, Jordy. <laughs> no, <laughs> I can't say that. I don't know, but um, Black Speech was created by Sauron for mostly his higher status commanders, such as Nazgul. So you would hear the mm. Nazgul kind of whispering a bit of Black Speech, and anytime the ring is on screen, you'd hear, you know, Sauron. He might be saying something kind of cool, quah, 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 something yeah. weird like that. But uh, the most known uh, usage of Black Speech is on the 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 One Ring, which mm-hmm. is written in Tengwer, which is a elvish script but that's a whole other thing i think some of the languages they have their own version of a language when it's been written and it can't really right, be spoken okay. so you know if it's spoken it's spoken in black speech which is why so wait the, then like you're saying the nazgul are they mm-hmm. speaking black speech all the time when they're like shrieking what's what's that about I think that's just Fran Walsh screaming into the microphone. (laughs) Fran Walsh mixed with a a dying horse or something. (laughs) Yeah, so if anyone doesn't know Fran Walsh, that's one of the producers on Lord of the Rings. And I think she helped create the the Nazgul scream. Mm, Yeah, that's one of of the feathers in her cap. Peter Jackson just poked her in the bum every time she was walking past (laughs) and held a microphone to her face. So yeah, um, that's a little bit confusing. The whole ring being written in Tengwar, but it's it's black speech. But yeah, one one ring to rule them all is technically black speech, and I think some of the orcs use it in the Hobbit. But most of the time, orcs speak some variant of Westeron or English or Cockney. I thought there was an actually uh, I thought there was actually a language called Orcish. There, in my research. I didn't see that there there was many things that said variants of orc languages and Westron like mixed with black speech. Mm. Um I know that there is languages called language of the trolls and language of the wargs but yeah, yeah I'm sure I'm sure oh they have their own little um dialects and they probably have a little bit of black speech in there a little bit of cockney english a little bit of Westron <laughs> your guts if you don't shut this rabble down ah, along, scum. so that leaves the dwarves and the dwarves use a language called Kuzdul which is um, do you remember when that's spoken in the movies any Kuzdul um, in there um, when, uh, mm. when they speak dwarvish in the movies mm. um, I don't know because um, I know that maybe when uh, when when Gimli insults the 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 elf he says like ishkukui or whatever it is exactly uh, that's that's elvish isn't it that's not dwarvish. no no that's 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 dwarvish is that dwarvish okay that's, yeah okay. that's that's kuzdul he says ah, ishkakui i durugnul ishkakui i durugnul exactly and uh he that that translates to basically um I spit on your grave, isn't it? Yeah, well done. Yeah, you know your yeah. you know your kuzdul. That's based off uh, <laughs> an Arabic or kind of Hebrew language. That's what um, Tolkien was aiming for when he was going for 
for Kuzdu. And the writing script, just like Elvish, they have Tengwen. Well, the dwarves have the script is called Kurth, and that's based on Nordic runes. So when they're in the Mines of Moria and you see all these, they're, they're almost like runes. You, you know, you see them all around the place. They're on their shields and they're on the, the yeah. pillars and everything. Their, their whole architecture mm. is actually kind of based on, you know, squares and pillars and yeah. Nordic runes and things like that. But in the universe not much of the dwarven language is known as of course they keep it secret unlike the elves who are just flaunting their elvish all around the place <laughs> but yeah it's supposed to be secret so that was probably tolkien's lazy way of saying i don't want to write any more of this boring language but yeah there are endless languages mentioned throughout tolkien's books including hobbitish new entish manish uh, nandoran valoran and much much more there's seriously Endless languages, I'd say. Nandarin's what you speak when you go to Nando's. Is it? <laughs> You're trying to order some uh, piri-piri chicken. Yeah, can I get some piri-piri chicken, please? <laughs> yeah, of course, uh, there, there's so many. I don't know how much time and effort he put into into others because um, you can practically speak Sindarin and Quenya and... Yeah, I think those two are probably yeah, they're like the most fully, popular. They're, like f- they're fully developed languages, basically, aren't they? Almost, yeah. Almost fully de- developed. There's... It's mostly just lots and lots of phrases. And when they were doing the movies, they actually had to have some linguists come in and fill in some gaps. But do you, you do you know about um, uh, in the making of the movie? Do you know uh, how much of the languages the actors had to learn? Did they have to learn just their own parts or did any actors take like personal interest and learn uh, more than they needed to or anything about that? I know that Aragorn was or Viggo Mortensen was a serious nerd. And I actually saw him recently on the the One Ring dot net. Uh, he he was on a live stream talking to them. What a he, guy! Oh. He he's such a legend. He knows everything about the books, and he slept with his sword as well, didn't he? I'm I pretty sure so. on. Uh... And they've baby swords now. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> little, dag- he, little, he, little daggers. <laughs> yeah, I think he did sleep with his sword on on. Uh, I'm pretty on sure set. that was a thing that he slept with his sword, uh, like to keep himself in the in Aragorn mode. And uh, he adopted Brago as well, I think. Did he adopt him? Because I know that he became really friendly with him because that scene in the two towers when Brego rescues him after he falls uh, with the battle with the wargs, he falls down, floats away in the river and then Brego comes and actually crouches down beside him. And I remember that that scene, they had to train the horse for like yeah. a couple of weeks or something. They had to do that. They had to like uh, prepare for that scene for a few weeks and he uh, did a load of like takes of lying down with the horse and like have to lie down beside him and get really comfortable with him. So uh um, I I remember hearing that he just developed this kind of bond with the horse and so uh, but I didn't know that he'd adopted him yeah sure he slept with Brago as well <laughs> <laughs> he had to sleep with the horse and the sword it was part of his contract so Tolkien's work played a crucial role in elevating language invention and more and more we see made up languages such as Dothraki in Game of Thrones Klingon in Star Trek um, Navi in Avatar the dragon language in Skyrim I think those are the kind of the main ones I think you can um, go to college and you can like study Dothraki and Klingon and all those kind of yeah. nerdy things. I don't like, yeah, I'm, the main ones I was thinking of were them ones as well. Like yeah. uh, Klingon, Klingon anyway, I know that that's, <laughs> that's a big one for all the big nerds out there. So to finish off, I can teach you one or two Elvish phrases that will get you through the day. So mm. hello is a simple one. It's just ah, just the ah. letter A. <laughs> yes, that's like a long hello can ah. you extend it like hello? You'd be like ah ah ah. <laughs> so if you're if you're saying hello and you're a bit surprised, you're like hello. You're like ah. And if you're <laughs> saying hello and you're in pain, it's like ah. 
<laughs> it's like that scene from uh, what is it? From the Holy Grail. From the Holy Grail. <laughs> he wouldn't have just carved Arg into the rock. He would have said it. <laughs> Ooh, no, no, it's back in the throat. It's more like ah. <laughs> Isn't there a Saint Arg's in Cornwall? Oh, that's an Ives. Oh yes, Ah. <laughs> So, um, also, like what I said at the very start of the podcast, I said, my Gavanin, which is, like, well well met, basically. It's kind of a nice to meet you or a welcome. My Gavanin. Mm. I think that's a really cool one to have. And cool. a farewell would be Namarie, which is also nice and rolls off the tongue. And finally, if you want to insult one of your friends, you can say, Holmelia na ver orco, which means... Your smell is like that of an orc. Olmelia na ver orco. During this lockdown, there's been, uh, and working from home, there's quite a few days that go by that I don't shower in a full day or maybe maybe a day and a half. So I'm sure I could uh, probably. Olmelia uh, na ver orco. <laughs> exactly. I could probably say that about myself. Maybe my girlfriend gets home and she, she could t- say that to me that um, I have a bit of an orcish smell off me. <laughs> So this is a new section called Riddles in the Dark. In Riddles of the Dark, I'm going to bring a question to Johnny that he's never heard before, so he's had no time to prepare, and he's going to have to come up with some little answer on the spot. So Johnny, why was the riddle at Durin's door written in Elvish? Oh, I was keeping in theme with the podcast episode. Oh, um, it's a good question. Um, yeah, because you would have thought it would have been in Dwarvish, of course, because... Kuzdul. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, sorry. Kuzdul. <laughs> Thank you. Um, You're welcome. It was written in Elvish. I know this. I know this answer. Um, of course you do, you big nerd. <laughs> uh, it, because it was, well, like, I mean, it was, the, the spell was created by an elf. It wasn't created by a dwarf. I can't remember which elf, but I know that. Which elf? <laughs> elf witch. Yeah. I can't remember. I can't, I'm not going to be able to give you a good answer, but I know that uh, it was definitely uh, an elf that uh, created or an elf that helped the dwarves uh, how to like design these uh, mystic doors and things like that but I can't remember now so actually while you were speaking there I was thinking of an answer that I didn't have written down but I was thinking well maybe elves were the only ones that could reach that tall and write something up there so they just snuck their own language in but no the correct answer was the gate was originally created for the elves living in moria at the time to pass outside to the elven lands close by although the dwarves manufactured the gate since it was primarily used by the elves the skell the, the, the skell the spell was cast upon it by the elves like i remember when i was watching the movies i used to always think it was a mistake when when frodo uh asks mm. for the elvish word for friend I always just kind of thought that was because Peter Jackson didn't want to confuse the audience and go, what's the Dwarvish word? And everyone would be like, well, now we have to learn Dwarvish as well. But no, that's actually written in Elvish. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, um, yeah, that's exactly right. I I couldn't remember the reason for it, but I remember it. I had the same feeling when I, when I used to watch the movies that I, I was definitely confused. I remember seeing like, why would it be in Elvish if it's like a dwarf, a dwarf home? But um yeah, I had I had read that uh, a few years ago, and I couldn't remember. I couldn't yeah. remember the the exact reason for it, but I remember hearing that it had been made by the elves. And uh, then, since then, I've watched the movies obviously a few times again. And when I see that part, I I, I hadn't remembered the reason for it, but I I remember watching that movie now, and I don't have that same feeling of that's weird. So yeah, um, yeah, that's cool. I think lots of times when I'm watching the movies, there's 
there's always these little questions such as that where I'm like, oh yeah, why why is that Nelvish? And then by the end of the movie, I'm just so amazed at how unreal the movie was for the hundredth viewing that I forget all of my questions that I had. <laughs> but yeah. Well, guys, that concludes another episode of the Council of Elrond. Thank you all so much for listening. It really means a lot to us. Now go out and insult people in Elvish. But before you do, please leave us a five-star review, subscribe, tell a friend, and share it on social media. You'll be helping us out a lot. Do you know any cool Elvish phrases? Or do you have a tidbit of information about a Tolkien language? Please let us know and drop us a message on our Facebook page, The Melon Heads, or on Twitter, at Melon underscore Heads. Remember, that's Melon with two L's. Melon. That's all from us, folks. Namarie, and see you next time.